what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators we are here in week one of the new shortened enhanced mlb season i'm julian osius i'm here at brooklyn as always how you doing brooke i'm doing good bro how you doing you know we're we're, we're getting through um we got a little bit of disappointing news but uh you know we'll we'll get to that in just a second uh, in my in my case, a lot of disappointing news. A lot we'll of this, to that this episode is just very <laughs> not fun for uh, for Mister Brooklyn over here. I'll tell you that right now. I'm hurt. I'm in pain. <laughs> Send help. I'm in please. a lot of pain. Send help. But we're gonna start off with baseball since that's the uh, the big thing going on. So we're just gonna start it off there. Uh, we got baseball opening day that started this last Thursday, and we started the year. With the Yankees versus the Washington Nationals in a rain delay. So if that's not an omen for the year, then I don't know what it is. Uh, the Yankees wanted to win in that. We go off to game two with the Dodgers and the Giants. And that winds up being a really good game. Turned not good towards the end of that one. Um, and a four-game series over there in the West Coast. And then on Friday, we got a full slate of baseball. Everybody played besides the Yankees and Nationals. Uh, so every team got to uh, just come out and play and get the season popping. Uh, we've seen a lot of, uh, I, I don't want to say nonsense, but a lot of nonsense. Uh, a lot of, kind of what we expected a little bit. The the guys, the unsung heroes are really standing out early in the season so far. And yeah, we've uh, had some good games so far. Yeah, we've some had some great games. I mean, game, extra inning fiascos. Yeah, it's been fun. On Friday, we get a walk-off grand slam from Oakland A's first baseman Matt Olson. That was electric. But you knew it was happening once you got up to the plate. Like it was one of those yep. type of moments. Um, so I mean, that was really cool. Then you got a uh, Kevin Kiermeyer walking it off for the Rays uh, last night, I believe. And yep. then just kind of. A whole bunch of other th- great pitching performances from guys like uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, not Sonny Gray. Um, Kyle Hendricks had Shane a good Bieber. debut. Luis Castillo had a great debut. Patrick Corbin had a great debut. Yeah. And so Garrett Cole looked nice. Garrett Cole looked very good after a, a shaky inning and a half just because, you know, he's a little nervous out there. First time in pinstripes. Can't bl- or not in pinstripes, but first time in the grays. You can't blame mm-hmm. him. But it's been it's definitely been a week where you can tell there's a lot of jitters. You can yeah. tell there's a lot of rust, particularly on the offensive side for not like the league as a whole, but like specific guys that you you would have imagined weren't going like the hardest during quarantine in terms of staying. Or just didn't have like the facilities to yeah, be able to exactly. Put in not work everybody like has the the access, even though they're MLB players and they have a lot of money. Blah blah blah. Um, they have families. They oh. don't live in the, the biggest of cities or areas where they have access. And they just mm-hmm. didn't. Some just didn't have that way of doing it. But others just were firing on all cylinders, exactly how you would expect. Uh, Nelson Cruz is one that comes to an oh, example. Man. I mean, Nelson Cruz to me is if you look up a professional hitter, he is like the first thing that you find. I mean, he strikes out a good amount, but not even for a guy who hits as many home runs as he does and has. And to be 40 career. years old, too, still putting up numbers like that. He's 40 years old and is still a top 10 hitter in the American League. It's really insane. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. And he's done it his whole career. 
every time he goes somewhere new, you're like, oh, that's the that's the end of him, and it's just not the case. Uh, and- I saw a funny little thing that uh, the manager from I think it was the Pirates, he gets tossed out of the game. He's like, oh yeah, word. Grabs his mask real quick, puts it on, runs out of the dugout. You see the umpire put his mask on, and and that's the type of arguments we're gonna be getting now mm-hmm. from uh, ejections and stuff. Everybody got a mask on before you're able to go ahead and fight. And then there was a, a funny moment in the Cubs game. Anthony Rizzo gives uh, the hand sanitizer to the first baseman over there in uh, Milwaukee. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, you know, little things like that where you can kind of tell. And then some players are playing with masks. Some aren't. I imagine after the news that we're kind of getting last night and this morning that more will lean towards wearing them. Yeah. Just on the side of caution. But uh, do you have anybody that stood this, out to uh, you? Players, teams? Managers. Um, I was just getting into that player that stood out to me. We spoke about it last week on our uh, preview episode. G-Man Choi, G-Man. officially a switch hitter. First home run as a first hit as first a right-handed bat. batter. Hits a absolute missile to center field. G-Man a, Choi. And this is a lefty batter, by the way. Keep hitter. that in mind. Yeah. Switching over to the right side for the first time as a pro. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's really cool, honestly. Uh, I'm excited for that. And then uh, I know Jose Ramirez hit a home run from both sides of the plate this weekend, which is obviously not very easy to do. Uh, no. Again, you got Nelson Cruz. Um, Mitch Garver had a great day on opening day. Or not Mitch Garver, uh, Max Kepler, rather. Um, Giancarlo Stanton with two absolute bombs. Oh, my God. Uh, was that the hardest hit ball? Hardest hit, I think it was 121. 121 like, miles an hour off the bat. Yeah. On a and 3-0 it went 483. Count. We had one go, what, 459, 449, and yep. the second one was 483. And Absolute I, I love, moon shots. I love that, like, stat cast kind of stat with the, like, exit velos and distance just because it's literally dominated by two guys. And then, like, kind of Gary Sanchez a little bit in there. But it's Aaron Judge and Stanton for the entire top ten, because those it's dudes, amazing. Those dudes just it's put a jolt in the ball <laughs> like nobody else, and they they it's both happen to be Yankees, that... which is a little scary. Um, yeah, for for pitchers and for baseballs alike. Um, the team that stood out to me a little bit is that the the Orioles are technically the best team in baseball. Let's go. Uh, they're two and one, which there's no undefeated teams and there's no winless teams. So every team is still in it, a series in, which is cool. Is very cool. I think that's a just how this season is gonna be. I think this will be a thirty to twenty eight to thirty team race for the entire season. I really do. Absolutely. Especially with the like expanded, you'll probably have which we haven't five. talked about that either. But we do have an expanded yeah. playoffs. Which we Absolutely. go from twelve teams to sixteen, so that that extra two per division or two per league, or I don't know how they're really doing that. But you're gonna have the first place and the second place uh, from each division making it, and then I think it's the best record for the wild card spots after that. Gotcha. For the two wild card spots, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, so I think I'll- it's gonna. For a season that is just really just crazy and unprecedented and just wild, go ahead. Like, might as well just spice up the playoffs a little bit. 
Yeah, and, and I think and it, it will it, it makes the, game the season well worse. for this season. It makes every team want to play out all of these games, and it, it's really good for a team like, um, for example, we'll say like the Giants, right? They just went mm-hmm. and played the Dodgers in a four-game series against their bitter rivals, and they split it. So you get a team like San Francisco, who's not necessarily supposed to be that good this year, mm-hmm. and they go in and they go 2-2 two and two against the, the quote-unquote best team in the league, I mean, you do that 10 times, you split 10 series this year and you're sitting at, you know, 15 and 15-ish, something like that, and you're right there in the mix halfway through the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, all you got to do is really split every series. I mean, obviously, they're not playing four-game series every one, but if you're if you're going 2-1, and 1-2, one, 2-1, one and 2-2, two, two and one, one and you're going to be right there. If you've seen it in baseball before, with the Kansas City Royals uh, back in, what, 2015, and even the Nationals last year. If you can get into the playoffs by whatever means, anything can happen. And in theory, every team is on the table. Like, realistically, you'll probably have, like, five teams that are just, that are going to fall off. Like, maybe the Orioles, the Marlins, teams like that. Detroit, Kansas City. But right now, everybody's in it. And if these bad teams stay hot, they could fight for it. Because especially with the expanded playoffs, they can go ahead be the third team to make it from a division because of the extra spots. Exactly. And if you get a team like, say, Miami sneaking into the playoffs and they have Brian Anderson hitting 450 coming into that playoff series, who knows what could happen? You know, like that's just the way baseball runs. Like anybody can win any given series. And that's why... If you're a big fan of baseball, the smaller playoffs are definitely the right way to do it just so that a small sample size of one series doesn't just completely ruin a really, really good year. Um, So I I definitely do like that usually about baseball, but when you already have a small sample size of a season, I do like this just let's have some chaos kind of playoff format that we're going to wind up having. Yeah, you might as well spice up everything in the season because it's not a season that's going to be repeated. Hopefully. You're not going to see anything. Yeah. (laughs) And you're not going to see anything like this ever again, hopefully again. And, yeah, like, let's just go for it. Let everything fall on the table. Go for it. Make it dope. And 2020 season for every sport is going to be something to look back on. It's going to be really dope to see. Absolutely, and so like we said, everybody's in the race right now. Everybody's either two and one or one and two. So if you're not in first place in your division, uh, couldn't be me. Uh, go Yankees. Uh, <laughs> just could not. But yes, we've sir. also had a, a couple of injuries over the weekend, and a couple of people getting sick. We'll start with the injuries. So you got two absolute studs in Steven Strasburg and Justin Verlander, who are both hurt. Uh, yep. The original thing on Verlander was that he's out for the season but he came out in a tweet saying that's not necessarily true yet he strained his forearm and we're gonna see what's gonna happen so he's on a timetable that's unknown currently and same thing with Strasburg he has some nerve damage in his in his uh throwing hand so I honestly couldn't tell you what that means in terms of yeah nerve damage is never 
anything you could really put your finger on to find out how bad it is really yeah you just got to play it out and hope for the best and it's an interesting thing to like rehab too it's it's not like a, a broken bone where it'll just heal over time there, there's yeah. got to be some other things going into that also you got clayton Absolutely. kershaw being hurt and being scratched from the opening day um he was supposed to pitch the season or open a season for the dodgers he got scratched for a back issue which is very concerning for the future hall of famer because that's the type of issue that he's kind of battled every season really for the last half decade or so yeah. uh, so that's definitely got to be concerning if you're a dodgers fan um kershaw is on the decline of his career but even him on the decline is better than about 75 percent of the league so that's not a guy you want out for you know, three, four, five Not starts when you're only having seven, eight, nine starts, you know? Yeah. So, uh, speedy recovery to those guys. Uh, some more, not necessarily injuries. Uh, I don't really know how you describe it, but I guess the the, the plague-infected ones, the, the chosen ones themselves. Uh, <laughs> the chosen ones. The chosen ones. Uh, Juan Soto. <laughs> the chosen Juans. Look at that. Uh, Juan Soto. Hey. uh was or didn't open the season because he was testing positive for coronavirus. Um, there's a lot of other guys that weren't necessarily named from the uh, Miami Marlins that have it, and that is uh, essentially spread through the team. Uh, so now uh, at least eight players on the Marlins have it, and a handful of coaches. So about 14 people in total. Yeah, so a, a good chunk of people in that organization. Uh, so you know now, everybody's being that tested. puts us uh, to the weird little circumstances that we're in right now, because the Marlins played the Phillies, mm-hmm. and now the Phillies are slated to face the Yankees, and the Marlins are slated to face the Orioles. Well, both games have been postponed, canceled, suspended, whatever way you want to do it. I doubt they end up making the game since it making up the game since it's uh, suspended since there's just really not too much time in between to make that happen. Yeah. But, maybe uh, a doubleheader at some point, but that would be the only way. Maybe. But we're in a weird spot right now because for them to cancel games because of 14 cases from one team, and we don't know if uh, the Phillies got any cases uh, springing up because of that. We obviously got to wait and see for the test. But a lot of unanswered questions here. A lot of us... Uh, just putting down on Manfred for being the type of commissioner that he is and not having protocols set up in place to protect the players from this and from it happening in a scale like that. It The door is wide open for not good stuff to happen. And allegedly, some of the Marlins players even knew that... Uh, there was a lot of cases uh, being positive over on that side. And I think it was, uh, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't got the player, but they had a meeting uh, Sunday, Sunday morning to play. And they were just like, there was never a option for us not to play. We were going to play regardless. So Gotcha. And, you know, hopefully that nobody on the Phillies has it, uh, you know, that would be a really good sign if none of the Phillies have it. And then Absolutely. you could just really kind of dwindle it down to all 14 or potentially more of those Marlins. Uh, 
people who have it just self-isolate for a couple weeks. This is why we do have a bigger roster as well for this season. The roster is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, with eight yep. players gone, they would have to probably make a couple of uh, quick dash signings just for two weeks to kind of yeah. fill the void. But I'm sure that's something that's not particularly difficult with the depth of organizations and players in organizations. So you can kind of just make something happen. But, you know, hopefully this is strictly in Miami and gets figured out. Hopefully we get our test results back, uh, you know, tonight or tomorrow so we can figure out if the Phillies are safe and if the Yankees-Phillies series can continue for tomorrow because their game tonight and the Orioles game against the Marlins tonight are both postponed, like you said. So we don't really know what's going on. No. We're, we're, we're kind of just guessing or being optimistic, pessimistic, whatever you want to call it, because I, I just don't really know. And, you know, just fingers crossed that this is a contained incident that I think that the Dodgers president or owner put it really well. There was a little phone call interview from them today, a little snippet that I heard what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were expecting something like this to happen during the season at some point. And that it could be a blessing that it's happening three games into the season just so they can figure out how to not repeat that and to make it yeah. a single entity and finish it up and it's done and over with and it doesn't happen again. Hopefully. Absolutely. So, and, like and said, I agree. It's better to have three it. Three games in. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> Be- better day three than a week before the playoffs, certainly. And, Absolutely. And a week before the playoffs, and we don't know what to do about it, too, you know. So it's it's a good thing. I know the, the players in the league aren't even worried about the playoffs right now, even though this might have implications if these games don't get made back up. So if the Yankees, Phillies, Marlins, and Orioles have two less games than every other team and they're a game and a half back, what is that going to mean? Um, that's, that's questions that we're going to have to answer at some point. But right now the main concern is – these players and these uh, team workers' health and the stopping the spread of it. So we'll uh, we'll Absolutely. take one baby step at a time for sure. Absolutely, and hopefully it's uh, contained, like you said, because if the Phillies come out and they got a ton of cases too, uh, that opens up a uh, conversation for stuff we uh, hopefully don't have to go to. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what else have we got? We had uh, we had Champions League, or not Champions League, we had Premier League action this weekend. It was a Championship Sunday. If you're a soccer fan, uh, you kind of know what happened. I'll just go over real quick since I know Brooklyn doesn't, isn't in that, uh, in that lane particularly. But uh, Man U, they beat Leicester City to secure their spot for the Champions League next season. They actually ended third on the table. Chelsea fourth to round that out. So you have Liverpool, Man City, Man United, and Chelsea going to Champions League. Uh, that's about as much soccer talk as you're going to get from me right now. Um, the MLS <laughs> is still going on, which is wild that there's like a team short in the MLS and Carlos Vela is not playing. Um, I haven't really been following that, honestly. But I know they're in Orlando in their own little bubble playing, so that's that's definitely cool. And we also and, got hockey about to start up too. Yeah, we got we do have hockey, and we do have a brand new hockey team that is, I believe, coming next season. I would think. 
Um, the Seattle Kraken. I love and it. That's the. I think the name is great. The logo, the colors, the city. Everything I, I love everything it. about it. Everything. Everything about, about it. it. I think having a, another team in that in the Pacific Northwest. Actually, the only team in the Pacific Northwest, uh, besides Vancouver, I guess. But that doesn't really count. Um, yeah. So having a team up there is really good for the league. Another actual Western team, so we can eventually get the. <laughs> The, the Blackhawks out of the West maybe someday. That just makes no no sense. Uh, <laughs> and it evens out the league. It's, I believe, an even 32 teams now. We were yeah. uneven because of the, the Golden Knights coming in a couple years yeah, the ago. Ni- the Knights made it uh, 31, so clean 32 going for the NHL. Yeah, and I'm very excited for this team. The issue is they have really big shoes to fill with the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights came out, and they were just – really good immediately yeah and, and went to the their Stanley team was Cup also in the first stacked season, so. because of the expansion draft <laughs> yeah so, so they, it's gonna they, be they really big shoes start. to fill <laughs> and if they're not good like you're not supposed to be good in your first season but if they're not good people might get disappointed but seattle is a city with not that many sports so the sports they do have they're pretty passionate about um and they haven't had particularly i mean the seahawks are great but the mariners are the mariners you know, they've had yeah. great players and never actually done anything with it. So this will be a nice little place for them to, to push that, that bad energy and uh, root for another team that hopefully one day will, you know, be an important powerhouse in the NHL. But I think that's really cool. Adding adding more teams is always fun. I, I love adding more cities. Absolutely. Uh, more personalities, things like that, I think are really cool. Especially adding a team in this, like, social media age i think is really really good because if you're not a fan of a particular team or a sport you kind of just see this thing getting pushed towards you that's brand new and it's like hey i can kind of jump on that and when the branding is really good uh, like you said name color wise logo wise it, it's easy for you to just hop on if you don't got a team yeah 100 percent. or even if you have a team but you don't necessarily care about like the sport too much you're not invested at all uh, this is a mm-hmm. good opportunity to, for, you know, jump on the bandwagon before it's like actually moving, you know. So yeah, uh, that's our NHL news. We're we're getting you NHL and soccer news. This is just a wild episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving to football real quick. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on it, but for now, the uh, the Washington, um, the Washington football team is their is their new name. Go uh, football team. Yeah, Shout that, out to all the football their, team. That is their temporary fans. name while they figure out licensing and uniforms Man. and all the other stuff that comes with a, a full rebrand. Because a full rebrand takes at least a year, probably more, but at least a year to like really get done. Because when you rebrand, you want to get it done right. You don't want to keep doing it. Um, now, this is a rebrand that isn't done right because they could have really done – a a billion different names and i really wish we were talking about this uh when the news broke like you guys didn't have like anything just in the stockpile kind of ready to go not like to just bust it out out of nowhere but at least to say all right if this happens and we do have to change our name we we could just go with this for now but we're gonna be the football team and we're gonna stick with it going to the the football team it reminds me of when we were originally talking about it. This has been a multiple episode thing we've talked about, right? 
and I brought up that I think Washington FC would be actually be a decent name just because of you know the meaning it has in soccer and the the names associated with it they don't lose anything in terms of brand recognition because of their name uh this was a step down from that and i know you weren't a big fan of the fc but this is significantly worse i would have loved it for a filler name yeah i think washington compared to the washington football team (laughs) yeah it really does feel like they had a big board meeting with dan schneider who's the somehow the smartest man in the room um, which, if that's the case, then <laughs> burn the room. Um, and, he, you know, they're just like, hey, guys, you know what we should do in the meantime? We're a football team, right? Hold on right there, Roger. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hold, hold on, huh? hold on, hold on. You got that's something. The name. You got that's something. the name. <laughs> and, you know, like in Wild and Out, they were like, DJ, run that back. It was, it's just like that. They're like, yo, what's DJ that again? D-Rex, cut the beat. Say, say that again? We got it. Football team. Man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That that's it. Send it. Send tweet right there. And they sent the tweet, and now they, and they and did they a full clowned. like Instagram rebrand. You know how they you can post like pictures. You post them in threes to kind of take up like the full page. They mm-hmm. did. They did that for like twenty five pictures to like rebrand the whole Instagram, but they didn't get rid of anything else. But to kind of push all the. Um, the old logos and names as far down as they could. Um, yeah, so so if you're if you're a team if you're a fan of the team out in DC, um, go football team. Go football team, <laughs> go baby. Go football team, baby. Um, and then sticking with football, Brooklyn's not going to talk mm. about this because he's going to be crying in the mm. club. Cue to Marvin's room. Mm. Uh, former Jets safety. I believe he was an All-Pro last year. If not, he will be soon. Um, he's a he's a rising star in this league, and he's pretty darn good. Uh, Jamal Adams, El Presidente. Uh, he requested a trade from the Jets. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. We weren't sure how, uh, if this relationship could be mended or not. I didn't think it would be because, as I've said in the past, I think that head coach out in in the, in the Meadowlands for the Green Team is a uh, bona fide idiot but what do i know about football um but that same guy that i have called an idiot on multiple occasions when he used to coach miami and now here in new york uh pushed out their best player and and it's not really close he's the best player on this roster or he was the best player on this roster and he grew disgruntled because they wouldn't pay the man like they promised and you know when you know when something goes wrong and there's like some petty conversations and then all of a sudden you have that that sour taste in your mouth and then yeah. everything that you bite into after that taste also tastes like that even if you're eating like some good filet mignon you still got that like bitter just like open bottle of wine for three weeks taste in your mouth but you're just eating the best yeah. steak you ever had but it doesn't even matter i feel like that's kind of what happened here and so the jets trade them to the seattle seahawks which this is just big for the seahawks they're a team that I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on out in the West, including myself. I have been very big sleeping on them just because I, I think really highly of the 49ers. I think really highly of the up-and-coming Cardinals and then, like, the Saints, for example, as well. I think this puts Seattle right there with the Saints and the 49ers, um, if not better. I mean, they split with the 49ers last year. 
So this could really push them up and above. And they didn't, they gave up a lot. I will say that. The Jets get a two first round picks and a third round pick back. And then the Seahawks get Jamal and a fourth rounder. And the Jets also get McDougal, just yeah. a, a player named McDougal in this trade as well. So a player swap and a pick swap. Um, I don't really know who won this draft or this trade. I think both teams kind of did. The Jets got rid of a guy who didn't want to be there, but got th- three uh, three really high up draft picks. Um, the first round picks don't really make me feel any better because they're gonna be late picks. They're gonna so be twenty like, cool. twentieth. Like overall picks, cool. We get first round picks, but it's gonna be at the end of the round, and it's just it doesn't make me feel better. Yeah, it, but it doesn't the, do what it you can me. hope for is what almost happened in Miami, where they traded uh, Fitzpatrick to the Steelers, and then the Steelers lay an egg, which almost happened. It didn't wind up happening, but the Steelers yeah. traded for Fitzpatrick, and then were almost and some good things kind of went their way, and they went on a streak, but they were almost the worst team in the league. And so they would have traded away their first-round picks. It was like a first, a third, and a first for next year and something else. And then they would have been like the number one overall pick going to Miami. So fingers yeah. crossed for the Jets that something like that happens where catastrophic things happen in Seattle. I don't really see it happening. Uh, Pete Carroll's too good. Russell Wilson's too good. But, yeah, this is and this we had was a, a little, this was big time. This was definitely big time. We and had a little bit of uh, Twitter beef going on between oh, you saw me, you former saw me Jet, about that? former Jet, and current Jet, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon goes, people do all the hooing and hollering to get you brought in just to leave. And uh, Jamal uh, replied back to that, what noted, see you week 14. And the Seahawks are slated to match up with my Jets. Now, I don't like and that for the Jets. I'm just telling you that right now. I don't like that. It's going to be tough. I don't like that at all. If there I'm was a, any optimism to come all the way up from, until that point, if there was any optimism to come from the Jets this year, it was like the hope that the young rising stars were going to make an impact, and I think they still will. But this team's not going to compete on the defensive end now. I just don't see it. Um, Look, I'm very optimistic with them, and we've had been having some good signs of moving in the right direction. But something like this just it crushes you. Like, how do you move on from getting rid of your best player in a blow-up like it happened? Yeah, trading away your best player happens all the time. In a situation like this, is just really not good for a locker room, for a culture, for a rebuild. It's just not good for a million different reasons. I don't like it. Like, we, we, you know. we still got people, but... The chemistry is just going to be weird, and who knows what's really going on behind closed doors with that mm-hmm. team. And um, uh, yeah, you know. I'm gonna keep on crying. I'm hurt, Jamal. I miss you. I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you come back one day. Um, and you, uh, you yeah, mentioned you mentioned Twitter beef, and I I want to bring this up real quick. I saw this before we started our episode. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, okay. I don't know if you saw it either. Keenan Allen uh, was was oh. <laughs> kind of complaining about there was like some quarter or some wide receiver rankings and he was a little disrespected on it which to be fair Keenan Allen is always disrespected on these wide receiver lists but it's not for unwarranted reasons the dude can't stay on the field and if he can't stay on yeah. the field then we're just not going to know how good you are and the dude can ball he's not super fast but he can run a route and he's separating he's really good 
But then he, I think the Chargers tweeted it out, like a, a video of him like running routes. And he was just like, I might not be faster than any like tags, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and, and uh, Tyreek Hill. But I'm better than them. I can run routes and separate. <laughs> and Mike Evans is like, bro, you're mad about some rankings? And timeout, you're not better than me either. And then you, just, I, I went through like the thread, and there's a bunch of like Willie Sneed and a couple of other like lower wide receivers, and it's like, why is this man so pressed? <laughs> why, why is, why is Keenan tripping like this over some rankings? Like, if you believe in your heart that you're better than the rankings show, just be like, I right, bet, and go ball. That's all you gotta do. You ain't gotta tag. But the to guys do all this extra you. stuff, yeah, like, oh, I'm better than you. Cool. Like, it's like that, that's fine. If you think that, that's fine. That's fine. You but, not, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, like keep it pushing. Like they're yeah. just chilling. It's a Monday morning. They're just chilling. They check their phone, blowing up for no reason. You see what they Keenan said that? about you. you see what Keenan said about you. The best part about it, though, he tagged the wrong Chris Godwin. So it's just like, oh, come oh on, that's bro. great. He said he tagged some dude. <laughs> Some ra- just some, some random dude at work sitting some in his office. guy that's sitting there in a cubicle. Now his phone's blowing up. His boss is yelling <laughs> at him. He's thinking his wife's called him because something's wrong with the kids, but it's just his Twitter account blowing up. Because Keenan Cause Allen called a- him a scrub. <laughs> oh, man. My, my favorite, too, was like something like that happened when uh, The Last Dance was airing. And everybody was tagging the uh, the current basketball player Isaiah Thomas and yeah. stuff because they were talking smack to uh, the, the original Isaiah Thomas, and they were talking smack to the new to the young it. And he's like, guys, that's that's not me. I, I ain't like, got I'm no beef chilling, with MJ. <laughs> I'm just chilling. He's Leave just, me alone. Yeah, I don't want no smoke. None. No smoke. But you know, Twitter's great for that. Make sure before you tag somebody, you find out who it is. That's all we ask. Yeah. <laughs> Be courteous. But. I just click their profile real quick. Look for the check. Look for the name. You got it all. Send tweet. Go Send for tweet. it. But uh, that's all we got for you guys this week. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. Make sure you check out thespectatorsports.com. We have a lot of articles coming out. We had uh, one this last weekend about... The, uh, the MLB season and everything to kind of expect from that. And then we got a couple coming for you this week as well. I think one coming out today also. So be on the lookout for that if you want. And uh, follow us on the socials at underscore to spectators on Instagram and on Twitter. You got anything else for me, Brooke? Uh, everybody be on the lookout for Lou Will running wild in Magic City, chilling with Jack Harlow. What's poppin'? <laughs> right in the Keep club. an eye out for that. Yeah, they're in the club. And so. uh, we got basketball in four days. So we'll yeah. be back at you again. Next with, week's uh, going to be basketball, basketball baby. NBA I is know back. I'm excited, Ju. I know you're excited. Everybody listening, I hope you're excited because it's going to be popping. Yeah, and this playoff run is going to be fun. The bubble atmosphere has been electric. The court, the environment of that dope with the screens and stuff looks like a video game. It, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, and right before we go to um, this weekend, the WNBA actually tipped off. We're going to talk more yes. about that next week, just kind of bunch all the basketball together. But uh, mm-hmm. we do want to have a big shout-out to the, the women over there at the WNBA uh, for all of their communal work. I mean, they're out here pushing the Breonna Taylor 
Uh, Absolutely. And uh, trying to get justice for her while they're still out there playing. Need uh, justice. Yeah, we need, we need that. It. And uh, they're, you know, they're out here balling. And women can ball, too. Uh, shout out to all the rookies, Sabrina and company out there. And, um, you know, I'm actually going to be watching some of the WNBA this season. So if you hear a little bit of, of that sprinkled into the pod, you'll know why. If you see it on TV, check it out. Yeah, it, I mean, that the game that I saw, out here it balling. was Liberty versus uh, Seattle, and Seattle's actually really good, and the Liberty are a young team. It was actually a really good game, so I'll, I'll definitely be watching a couple more. Yeah, I caught season. a tip-off of it. I wasn't able to watch uh, too much more of it, but it's cool. They got their own little uh, Environment 2 going in uh, Brandonton at IMG Academy, so uh, everybody got their own little bubbles, except baseball. Baseball, uh, their bubble got popped a little bit. A little bit. You know, thanks to guys again. Take it easy, and we'll catch you next time. Later, everybody.